Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. We are back, and this is part three. It's how to do at least 23 transactions in 2023. And today we're going to go through point six through probably nine. But I want to start out today, Julie, by talking about something that we were talking about towards the end of yesterday's podcast that I had a few questions from, and specifically people that were messaging us on Instagram. By the way, if you guys want to message us, definitely message us on Instagram. Or, of course, you can always text me as well. I know some of you think we're using some sort of AI text widget, but we're not. It's actually my cell phone, and that's 512-758-0206. And over on Instagram, it's just simply at Tim and Julie. Um, Might be at Tim and Julie Harris. I don't remember, but you'll find us. So the question, or rather, the the, yeah, the questions were circling around the comment I was making yesterday, or the, um, you know, I think I was trying to do a little bit of coaching on why direct proactive lead generation is always going to be more powerful uh, than uh, passive lead generation. And I don't think I made my point well enough. So I'm going to actually make it from a very, um, you know, from our business's perspective. Okay. Sure. So someone actually sent me a message and it was thought through and they were asking, well, Tim and Julie, you guys market on social. You guys have YouTube videos. You guys do all these other things. And you're telling us to deprioritize those things and mo- make those things second tier efforts behind being a proactive lead generator. And to which I said, yes, correct. I'm glad you heard me. And they said, well, I'm confused. Explain to me why that's true if you guys don't do it yourselves. And here's the answer. And that was a great question too. So there's 1.6 million members of the National Association of Realtors. Okay. Now there's rumored to be over 2 million uh, licensees. Not every licensee is a member of the National Association of Realtors. For example, you don't have to be a commercial real estate agent to be a member of of NAR. Or frankly, we have a lot of international listeners and international coaching clients. You don't have to be a member of NAR for those, uh, you know, for those agents either. So let's just, let's stick with the number 1.6 million. 1.6 million people might potentially buy coaching from Julie and I, right? Makes sense. I don't know who they are. They're not self-identifying. They're not, you know, raising their hand and saying, I'm looking to buy coaching. There's no list like that. I cannot buy a list of people that want to buy coaching. If I could, if we could, trust me, we would. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a list of 1.6 million people. Exactly. It's just, so Julie and I are in basically every business on planet earth, except for you guys are stuck with having to lead generate. Uh, by all means necessary, and, and then obviously pre-qualify and go through the whole sales funnel. You guys have the advantage because you already have viable lists of people who have their hands in their air right now saying, yes, I want to sell my home. There's only a few other, if you if you want to stretch the definition of the word business, there's only a few other businesses that are like that. For example, people that need, re- need to renew their auto registration every year, people that want to buy fuel, people that want to pay for utilities, people that want to, you know, you guys get the point. There's only a few business you know, businesses with, you know, air quotes where you don't really have to look for the customers. They find you because they have to use you and you guys are in the exact same situation. So if you are wanting to know why a lot of agents struggle needlessly in real estate, it's because they don't understand that there are free lead sources for people that already have pre-qualified themselves and admitted and, and, and even has gone as far as say, yes, I want to sell my house. 
Uh, and those are the people you should be primarily focusing on. I Hopefully that makes sense to you. Well, so let me just translate down to the nitty gritty, right? So the only question in your mind as someone who is making your living from real estate, and I would add some of our part-timers who are trying to maybe replace their previous job, or mm-hmm. maybe this is a secondary job. But regardless, assuming that you are earning money from real estate, or that's your intention, your primary question should be, who needs my help? And how can I most efficiently find them, help them, and be paid as a result? That is your thought tree. I don't understand. Um, I never have understood, to be honest, why in real estate, people like to make things so damn complicated. I'm not talking about the transactions and the closing and all the Mickey Mouse. That's out no, of our about control. the lead generation mostly. The business model, right? Sure. The, being a real estate agent is the most, it's the, the, the easiest, simplest, most elegant business model on planet earth. There's nothing more. I mean, honestly, guys, it's beautiful because you, you don't have to say, for example, you have 10 uh, homes in inventory and let's say each of them are worth as listings and each of them worth a million dollars. You have $10 million of worth of inventory that when those properties sell, assuming they all sell, you're going to make on average in most of the country, $300,000. You don't have to pay anything for that inventory. No. If you were selling, for example, cars and you had, you know, $10 million of inventory, that's not your 10 millions. You're borrowing that money from the bank. It's a floor plan. You but know, you also have to keep them someplace. You have to warehouse. You them. guys There's get the point. There. Exactly. Even if you're Bob's pie shop, you're having to have all the fixed expenses of owning a pie shop. That's and when the- Bob's pies expire, there <laughs> went right. his inventory. Nobody you know. wants a two week old rhubarb. No, pie. exactly. So he constantly has to regenerate. So there are many, many blessings in real estate, assuming that you have your license right now. And I'm also shouting out to those of you getting licensed. But here's the difference, I think, is being proactive means you embrace the fact that it is your job to find the business. Being passive means that you're trying to create some kind of magical solution to people finding you. Well, you said it almost perfectly, and I think it's even more simple than that. So when you're a proactive lead generator, the business is there. You don't even have to find it. It's there waiting for you. And when you're a passive lead generator, you have to basically try to figure out ways to have the business find Find you. you. So, right? You guys get the difference? So proactive means you're basically going to the people who already have their hands in there saying, yes, I want to sell my house. But when you get seduced by all the marketing stuff, that's when you start wasting time and that's when you start wasting money. Look, Again, Julie and I do a lot of passive lead generating because we cannot buy a list of people who want to actually sign up for coaching. And if any of you have such a list, let me know. (laughs) We're we're 100% all in, right? But again, you can real estate agents. You can real estate brokers because it's called expired. It's called for sale by owners. It's called notice of defaults. It's called probate listings. It's called all these other sources of business that we teach you guys to just literally go after. We tell you what to say and how to say it. Be clear in your minds. Why are you wanting to make it more complicated? Why do you think you have to build these big, elegant brands and do all this social media and do all these YouTube videos? So I get it. You want to have that because it makes you feel more secure in the marketplace. It makes you feel more competitive in the marketplace. You don't want to be stuck in a situation where you're talking to a prospective client and your you know, mind and your ego is telling you, well, you know, that person's going to go online and do a bunch of searching. And if I don't have a you know, plethora of social media content, they might think that I'm for some reason not competitive. I get it. And if you want to do that to reinforce your proactive lead generation, go for it. But be clear. If you're thinking you can skip over the passive lead generate, I'm sorry, the proactive lead generation and just go right to the proactive lead generation, have success of any kind that's sustainable, you're fooling yourself. And you want proof? What percent of people fail out of real estate within two years? Pretty much all of them. Well, why is that? Because they're not willing to be proactive lead generators. It's not complicated. Stop making it so damn difficult. 
focus on having a certain number of listings at all times. And your new business model is to build to that certain number of listings and maintain that certain number of listings. That is your job. That is what you do. That's how you make monster profit, by the way. Do not make it more complicated than that. And when, frankly, you're associated with a great real estate brokerage like eXp Realty, all the other things that you think you might have to create, they have already created for you. Agent websites, you get a CRM, you get all kinds of marketing to make it so that the seller doesn't feel like you know, you're know uh, you not doing a, a top tier job getting their home marketed. Real estate marketing of listings, and some of you aren't going to realize this is true, but it's basically to placate the seller. If you want to get a listing sold in any marketplace, all you got to do is price it right and make sure that the condition is market appropriate. Location, you can't really do much with that. Price, condition, location. You price it right, condition is market appropriate, location is not sitting on a train tracks, you stick it in the MLS, it's going to sell itself whether you ever do any you know, print advertising or virtual tours. We've done podcasts about that. Uh, well, we've had, we've actually <laughs> yeah. had some interesting arguments with people about yeah, that because sure. so many people believe I need to go with the company that's going to give me the most marketing and most marketing assistance. Agents, be clear in your head. Marketing does not increase the sale price of the house. More exposure does not increase the sale price of the house. Do your own homework on this. Do your own research on this. Proven many times in many studies. And But who are the people that are trying to basically invalidate those uh, many, many studies that the have happened? They're selling the... marketing. Exactly. <laughs> the people trying to sell you marketing <laughs> are trying to tell you that those things are necessary. What they're trying to do is get you to spend money unnecessarily. Open your mind. You are in the right place at the right time. You're in a beautiful business. You just stop making it so damn complicated. Become the agent that has the skills to proactively lead generate. And the sky is, I mean, it's even beyond the sky being the limit now with, you know, Mars being civilized here soon with Elon Musk. <laughs> exactly. But look, guys, a couple of thoughts for you. If you're struggling at your real estate brokerage, if you're not having a clear sense of direction in your real estate brokerage, please consider Julie and I as partners with you at eXp Realty. We are looking right now for 10 agents that want to partner with us at eXp Realty. We, it would be our honor, our pleasure for you to consider us as your eXp Realty sponsor. So if you've not chosen an eXp Realty sponsor um, and you're actively moving towards eXp Realty, please text me directly and let's have a conversation. 512-758-0206. Again, that's 512-758-0206. Um, and I know there's literally thousands of you that are going to be moving towards eXp in the next 90 to 120 days. Keep Julie and I in mind, uh, and I'll show you that we'll earn the right to be your eXp Realty sponsor, 512-758-0206. All right, Julie, point number six. Yes, and we're talking about the 13 ways to easily create at least 23 listings in 2023, which should, assuming that you follow our coaching on how to turn listings into additional business, create double that, which will give you at least a half million dollars worth of income. And no, we're not asking you to spend money, buy leads or anything else that we just talked about. Well, just for the record, nothing that we've suggested in the past uh, today is, uh, is this part three? This is day this three. Is day three, yeah. So nothing we've suggested in the past uh, two shows of this series have involved you spending any money. No. So, and, and I have to say this point number six, again, this is part three of our probably four part podcast series about listing and selling at least 23 houses in 2023. Now, uh, point number six, I would think after expireds and really nurturing your center of influence and in past clients, number six has to be one of my favorites. And I'll tell you why here in a second. And that is for rent by owners. You all know about for sale by owners, but what about for rent by owners? Investors who own single family or small multifamily units are an amazing source of new listings for you. 
This is actually one of the easiest scripts to learn and polish because it is a simple business conversation. And by the way, they advertise their phone numbers. If the home is vacant and for rent, might the owner rather sell it versus continuing to keep it as a rental? That's a pretty simple script. There's more to it than that, but that's the basis. Offer to do a free comparative market analysis so they can make an educated decision and see what that does to their plans. How many of these smaller investors don't really know what their house is worth right now? Well, but Julia, I had a call with somebody, actually, one of our EXP agents, mm-hmm. and they were stuck in a situation that they'd never experienced before because, mm-hmm. you know, they're a millennial and only been selling a sure. hot seller's market. They sold a house to somebody that was a one bedroom and it was in Fort Lauderdale and it was on a price point that was like a million dollars and that turns out, guess what? It's too small. Yeah. So they want to put it for sale, but they bought it in the past six months. So if they sell it, they're going to lose the down, part of the down payment that they put down just to cover the selling fees. Mm-hmm. And the market in this particular building has adjusted down. To which I said, what is their, what is their motivation? Other than the lack of space, like, do they have a time frame? Have they ever looked, do, have they looked in another uh, building? Are they, you know, what is there, are there any other things that are causing them to want to move forward? And he didn't know because he didn't ask the question. I asked, what is their monthly payment? He didn't know because he didn't ask the question. And I, so I speculated, I said, your monthly, the monthly payment on that property with condo fee is probably $3,500 a month. And I, because these people would have gotten one of the ridiculously low rate mortgages. Um, and then I said, what were the out, what's the average rents in this building? And guess what? About $3,500, actually about $3,600, $3,700 a month. Moral of the story is these sellers or these uh, homeowners can become landlords, rent their existing unit, and then go buy another one. They can move on to another one, assuming they have the down payment well, for this one, This is right? how a lot of rental properties happen. Well, They're exactly. They're like reluctant landlords that really didn't think that maybe that was an option, and then they turn it into a rental property. Maybe they sit on it. Maybe they sell it later. But this is a good example of an investor. Well, ex- well, I want, and a person that's becoming an investor. Yes. But yes. And so what's the benefit of doing that? A, you get to sell them a property. B, you get to manage the property, lease the property out. And then when they're uh, when the home's appreciated or inflated enough in value, which will happen in the next six months to co- or six to 12 months to cover all the selling fees, then you still have that listing. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. And boy, by the way, unintended consequence of having that lease listing for, say, $3,700 per month, that's a lead generator itself because anybody looking to lease for $3,700 a month might actually qualify to buy a six dollars or $700,000 home. Exactly. That tenant probably, uh, and in 12 months, is going to want to then buy something. You guys get all this, how this all works from knowing how to put deals together. But really, for sale by, or for rent by owners, an absolute uh, uh, goal, uh, cash, I'm trying to see if you have this. Oh, um, Also, let me just finish the for rent by owner point. Okay. In addition to everything we just said, potentially this is one contact with multiple transactions. You know, a lot of these investors don't just have one property. They might have 15, they might have 50. So maybe they want to reinvest in different properties with you. Maybe they want to cash out of their entire portfolio while prices are high. You don't know if you don't ask. You'll also love this source because, again, the phone numbers are easy to get. And on one of your upcoming points, are you talking about uh, vacation rentals? Do you have that as a point? I believe so. Maybe tomorrow. Okay, yes. let me let me scan. because if Maybe if, we'll if add not, a point number 14. Oh, we're going to add it right now. All right, point, okay, point 6A. Six and a half. Six and a half, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be VRBOs and all the other uh, short-term rentals. There are a lot of those that are going to be coming for sale for a whole variety of reasons. And um, the biggest one being, and Julie and I pay attention to this, there's a lot of these VRBO people who bought these as investors that bought them as short-term rentals. 
and the cash flow is not working out because the markets are oversaturated because a lot of these VRBOs were like Amelia Island, Florida, or, you know, Las Vegas or some of these other areas. So, you know, it turns out that a lot of those units uh, during the times where rates were super low were sold to investors. And a lot of those properties are now not making sense for the investor to keep. So they're going to want to sell them. And most of these investors are going to be in a fantastic, um, you know, equity position because they've had the properties long That's enough. Right. They can easily afford to pay the selling fees. They won't lose any money. They're going to make money. So one of the moves to do is call these for sale. Or, sorry, these uh, VRBO types. What's the other one? VRBO and um, Home Away and what is the other one? Yeah, I can't remember. You can oftentimes vacation rentals. You can oftentimes find them renting on obviously obvious uh, offering to rent on those platforms, but sometimes you can find them offering to rent off the platforms as well. There are lists that you can get and you call these people and you ask them if they're interested in selling. Let well, them... you can even go to Google and say home for rent in Orlando. Or just go to VRBO. Yes. I mean, when we were looking for a place in Puerto Rico, there was nothing for sale in the area that we wanted to live. And so what did my smart wife do? Exactly what we just told you. And she indeed found one. And, and that's how to do it. You just call the owner directly because a lot of times they manage it themselves. And what's yes. the script for that? It's about as simple as it possibly could be. You know, did you know the property is now worth this? You paid this. Would you like an opportunity to sell it? Oh, and here's another fun thing. You can actually kind of surmise what they're making in cash flow from their short-term rentals by looking at... Um, at their uh, their rental calendar. You just click on, you, you know, there's an option where it can say, my dates are flexible. That way you see the whole calendar. And then it'll show you when it's booked and when it's not. Now, some of those are not super booked because the owner's using it themselves. But many of them, that's not the case. It just has a lot of competition, for example. You know, when we go uh, to Carmel-by-the-Sea in the summer and I'm looking, if I look early enough in the year, there's like 300 available for our zone that we like to rent in. And then as we get closer, they get rented up. But you can click on that and you can see what's hot and what's not. And so somebody that really hasn't rented it that much, what's the deal with that? And then guess what? There's this magic button called contact the owner. Yeah. You can email them directly. It'll tell you if it's managed by a company or not. A lot of times the owner will have their phone number in there. You can see it on a map. There's lots of great research there. And here's another thing about both the for rent by owners, the traditional ones, and the uh, vacation rental by owners. Nobody really prospects them, and it's so obvious. You'd have virtually no competition. You would think that, like, Julie and I have a lot of rentals in Columbus, Ohio, right? You would think there are no VRBOs in Columbus, Ohio. There, you're right. There are not that many, which probably means that not a lot of people that are going to stay and, uh, you know, stay up at uh, in Columbus for the weekend or whatever, OSU game, whatever's going on. It's not like they're going to think VRBO. They're just going to go to a hotel because their minds aren't going to think Columbus, Ohio VRBOs. So those VRBOs, even if you're in a Midwestern market that's not a vacation area, you're going to find a lot of those, obviously, sellers that are going to be disenfranchised, ready to get those uh, properties sold as well, well. Yes, and I have to use the example of our neighbor in Puerto Rico who has a VRBO in California. And that we rent every year. Yes. Now, <laughs> one of the things that she said to me, because they've only had it for less than two years, she said, you know, that thing's a lot more expensive than I thought it was to, to hold, right? Yeah. Because meanwhile, even if it's not rented, they're paying utilities. In some cases, you have HOAs. There might be a mortgage payment on it. There's different things. And the other thing about the VRBOs that people have to be aware of, and a lot of our coaching clients know this, is that many of the cities are cracking down on what you are allowed to do or not allowed to do 
buildings like downtown Austin, for example, a lot of buildings, the HOA has said no short-term rentals. So you might've bought it thinking that that's what you were going to do. And now there's so much red tape that you're not actually doing it. So how many of them are needing to sell? Again, guys, we ask you, why do you think you have to market looking for people to do transactions with you when all you have to do is pre be proactive and go after them? And by the way, obviously for rent by owners and even the uh, short-term rental types, they're still not as even as, as viable as an opportunity as, for example, your for sale by owners or your notice of defaults, the things we talked about in the first day. So we're going from the mo the best leads to proactively lead generate to, and we're as we go down our list, we're getting to the people that are going to be a little bit uh, less, I would say, um, you know, what would less be the obvious, word? Maybe. Less obvious, but less likely to list. You're going to have to put sure. a little bit more work. You're going to have to have more conversations. So make sure you listen to the first well, couple of days. Remember, the point is to have not just choose one of these, but to work multiple spokes at the same time. Correct. Okay. So the next one is number seven. Also a favorite of mine, small and medium sized builders who are building homes on spec. This means, what is spec means? It means they're speculating that the house will sell. There are many iterations of this all of which we teach you in Premier Coaching. But what is working for our clients lately is to identify buildable lots, take them to the small builder. You can sell the land, sell, you know, list the, pro list the build. You sell the lot, list the spec home, often bringing the buyer as well. That could be three transactions. You can use newhomesource.com and simply Google new construction in your area to see what opportunities there are for you. And you can also look in the MLS. This is, this is kind of a, a mini point, seven and a quarter, okay? You can look in the MLS searching expireds where your only criteria for, say, your whole town, your whole MLS, is built in, say, 2020 to present, and you'll see any new construction expired with small builders. Right. And the again, small builders are always a gold mine. You're going to have a lot of small builders that have higher cost basis in these houses that they build on spec, and they're going to want to get rid of those quickly. They may have bought their lumber when lumber was super expensive. Mm -hmm. they, you guys get the point? There are a lot of small and medium-sized builders out there that desperately need to get rid of these properties. A lot of them had short-term loans. The loans are starting to adjust. They're not going to be able to rationalize keeping the property. They're seeing their, uh, their you know, hypothetical profit just be eviscerated because of the nature of what's going on. So absolutely positively keep those guys on your radar. By the way, we have a lot of training on how to work directly with uh, builders to take listings on in Premier Coaching. And the best part right now is all of you can join Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Do that now. Many of you, 90, like 6% of you listen to us on uh, your mobile device. You can listen to us and you can still text. Go to your text right now. Text the word Premier to 47372. And then we're going to text you back a link and you can join Premier Coaching. It takes less than 30 seconds. Um, and that is going to give you instant access to all the first level of Premier Coaching, including a daily semi-private coaching call. Many of you, I know that happens every year. January is one of our best year for people joining Premier Coaching. Nice. Don't wait till January. Do it now. Get an, get an advance on the market. Get, build momentum now. You should have already built it, frankly. But building it now is better than building it later. Best time to plant a tree was you know, 30 years ago. The second best time is now. Get started now. Don't wait until January. Get your momentum going. Get your pre-listing pack done. Get your lead generation spokes done. Get your business plan done. All waiting for you over on Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. 
Or if you're outside the United States, or if you just prefer not to text, that's great too. Just go to premiercoaching.com. You can sign up right now 100% for free. There's no risk. There's no downside. There's all, frankly, green lights for you guys to move forward with that now. Text the word Premier to 47372, or just go to premiercoaching.com. Point and number And maybe eight. we can see you on your live Premier Coaching session today. So get to work. All right, yep. point number eight. Speaking of coaching clients, a lot of them are telling me about this. Flippers are back. Sure, they might sell the home on their own, refer to previous for sale by owner point, but flippers often will list with you so you can bring a buyer to them before they're actually finished with the flip. That's a huge advantage to them because then they can be thinking about their next flip. They've already got something in contract. This helps them because they can flip more homes in less time, a bird in hand, so to speak. So meanwhile, while you have it listed and they're finishing it, the house generates more and more buyer and seller business for you. It's a win-win for everyone. I'm thinking about somebody like Larissa Burke, who's in Columbia, Missouri. She has not just one, but several flippers that she works with, which keep her in the inventory. That keeps her with something moving all the time. She's always bringing something to them to buy. So she's working both sides. She brings them something to buy. They flip it. She lists it. And then it's lather, rinse, repeat. Well, most likely she's probably selling a lot of those uh, investor flips to her own buyers too. Yes, that's right. Because most co-op agents aren't even going to show it, let nope. alone even understand Or even search for it. I mean, her, exactly. who search, like some of hers are 125 to 180,000. Who even thinks to search that? But they exist in their cute little houses. Well, so we have a, we go. have somebody that flips in Austin, and their average sale price is probably eight hundred thousand. Yeah, and uh, this, I mean, this person has a license, but wouldn't list their own properties. Uh, through the you know seller's market, they essentially just FISBO. But now he had, doesn't want to list his own properties. He's now looking for a listing agent that can start bringing him buyers. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm looking at your previous three points for rent by owners, small, medium-sized builders, flippers, and some of the others we talked about. Those were the very people that were kind of shunning uh, real estate agents during the seller's market. Now they're just waiting there with open arms for you to call them, for you to proactively lead generate to them, because they are all fearful that they're, frankly, their business models are eroding, their profit margins are eroding. They're more motivated. They're going to be more open to not just listing with you, but also paying a market commission. Absolutely. They are. And every example I have from coaching clients, that's been the case. Yep. Okay. Point number nine, probate. Another, uh, not that frequently proactively prospected, um, spoke probate. Not many agents prospect them because they don't understand it. Probate is simply the process of selling a home after somebody passes away. The court appoints an executor of the estate who can then sell the property. If keeping the home in the family is not an option and the executors wish to cash it out, well, that's a listing. Sometimes they'll reinvest the proceeds in real estate. Sometimes it's just the listing that you'll sell. Either way, they need someone caring and competent to get the job done. And we do partner with a company that will provide you pre-sorted probate leads. Probate is one of those niches that frankly, if you're not that gregarious or demonstrative, in other words, if you're a little bit of a, you know, a analytical book, business-like, you right, know. exactly. And you don't want to have to necessarily be a, you know, a big, uh, real estate superstar type, you can easily make a fortune doing probate. And we have a lot of coaching clients over the years with a focus as that is their primary spoke. They don't want to work with anybody else. They don't want to work with buyers. They just want to work with attorneys. They want to have business to business type relationships. That That's what probate is all about. We have a huge section in Premier Coaching. It's all probate. We've been creating a lot of new content, a lot of new videos around that. If you're in Premier Coaching, make sure that you get that content. And if you're not in Premier Coaching, obviously the move is to join Premier Coaching. Text the word uh, Premier to 47. 
888-247-7372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Again, probate is always a viable market because there's always people passing away. And when you get a probate listing, you get the listing. And then again, it gives you an advantage because you then can hypothetically double end it. You can follow our whole system to make it so you're doing open houses. So you're generating more leads off that probate listing. You guys get it. Remember, this is a simple, elegant business. Stop making it complicated. Become a listing agent. Have a certain number of listings in mind that are is commensurate with the amount of money that you need to earn. For example, five listings at all times, 10 listings at all times, maybe three listings at all times. And we teach you how to do this in, in Premier Coaching. This is how simple and elegant the system is. That's what Premier Coaching is. We're going to show you how to build up to that number of listings. And then this is the primary focus of Premier Coaching. And then we're going to show you how to maintain that number of listings. That way you have consistent cash flow. After that, if you want to add a team, after that, if you want to do marketing branding, you can. But first things first, you have to have the core spokes in your wheel. Otherwise, your wheel and your business is never going to have any, uh, frankly, integrity or cash flow resilience. And you got to be thinking like a business person, especially in a market like this. So tomorrow is part four. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.